0: Right, who do you believe comes down the chimney on Christmas Eve?
1: Father Christmas. He's going to give me presents.
0: Who told you this?
1: My mummy and my daddy.
0: Well, I'm afraid your mummy and daddy have told you a wicked lie. Father Christmas does not exist. Do you understand? No. He doesn't exist. Right, repeat after me. Mummy and daddy are very bad liars.
1: Mummy and daddy are very bad liars.
0: If they ever tell me such rubbish again... I'll report them to the police.
1: If they do watch report them to the police.
2: Good. I'm Andrew Mortimer, and this is a very special, festive edition of the Belugatoons podcast. What do I have in store for you in this episode? I don't know. Maybe some... Gentle snowflakes. There's going to be a festive edition of PodFlix, hopefully. I'm going to try and uh, record something for that because I've not really, not, not really planned ahead much. I think this is going to be a longer version as it's, as it's Christmas special. Hang on, I'm just going to t- t- switch this to um, repeat. I said just re- to repeat that one that I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've not done that one yet. What I have done is... Because um, normally I do a six-minute shout-out, but as it's Christmas, uh, I'm not I'm not going to do a six-minute shout-out. Instead, I'm doing a 12-minute shout-out. There, you see what I did there? Because it's, uh, it's going to be twice as long, because this is a special episode, and yeah, 12 is a bit of a festive number with the 12 days and everything. Yeah, um, not going to tell you what it is. Not going to give any clues, any hints, or anything. I'm also going to be talking about um, stuff that I listen to over the holidays. And I thought it would be quite interesting if I um, talked about uh, audiobooks and podcasts that I like to get out every year because. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of audio content out there and over the years, I kind of... That has become a bit of a tradition for me is for just listening to my favourite podcasts and audiobooks. Yeah, so... Uh, my recommendations for holiday favourites. Reg- and, and, yeah, uh, there will also be... Yeah, I, I also did talk about... Um, the, the, the albums that I like to get out every year. Um... But that went on for much longer than I imagined. In fact, I think because I got very engrossed in talking about... Because I, I, I think I I managed to pull out ten albums that I like to listen to at Christmas. And that's not the entire collection. That's just, just a little sample of it. Yeah, and I ended up going on at quite a long length. And I, I'm still wondering whether I should edit that, whether I should... Um, Make it shorter, or maybe record another version of it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do next. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, if if the um, running time of this episode is over an hour, it's probably because I couldn't be bothered to uh, to do anything about that one. I have actually I've had to do quite a bit of editing. I mean, I, I do edit these episodes, um, but a standard episode is normally just you know. Uh, a few segments, and, yeah, I just basically stick everything together. I don't normally take stuff out. This might be the first time I've actually really had to think about what needs taking out. Uh, And that's not all, I don't think. Is it? Actually, I think that might be it. (laughs) But it it is probably going to be a a fairly long episode, and I just, because I I thought the... um, the Christmas album segment, it just seemed to get a bit boring, and I don't know if I'm am completely happy with that. Maybe I'm just paranoid. I haven't listened back to it properly, actually. So. But so I'll work something out. Um, and I think it is really about time I move, moved on. Uh, I'm not going to be talking about The Water Diviner this week. That's going to be um, the next episode. Whenever that comes out I don't know So yeah uh, Thank you so much For deciding To listen to this Um, If you're listening On Christmas Day uh, That's pretty amazing You don't have to Don't feel like you have to Spend less time With your family To listen to me Uh, Feel free To do whatever You want to do Listen to this on Boxing Day That's probably A a better Better time better, Better use of your time Okay, let's move on. Let's uh, let's get to the festive edition of Podflix. Okay, so let's talk Christmas movies. Yeah, I suppose *It's a Wonderful Life* is one that does come up a lot. But, you know, if uh, if you're tired of seeing that film every year, uh, let me just tell you about this. Um, Adam Ruins Everything has a little piece on um, one of the uh, latest episodes. There's, there's a Christmas special, I think. Christmas special episode of Adam Ruins Everything. has some interesting information on It's a Wonderful Life. Um, so, yeah, if you feel obligated to watch it, even though you're not a huge fan, um, maybe have a look at that one. It's on the True TV YouTube. Check that out. There are some um, other. Holiday classics. Uh, I suppose, especially in the UK, uh, the film *The Snowman*, the Raymond Briggs animated film, that that was very much a Christmas Eve tradition. I think because it's because when Channel Channel Four used to always show it on Christmas Eve, and I think that's changed a bit. In fact, um, not, not, not only have I noticed it doesn't seem to be Christmas Eve every year now. Um, it uh, it it's kind of got overshadowed by the snowman and the snow dog, uh, the uh, the <laughs> the sequel that came out a few years back, um, and it, I, and I feel like it, it's weird how they're marketing it because I, I I will just say fair enough you know if you're gonna make another film yeah I personally didn't think it was as good as the first one and. Um, I don't I, I wouldn't say I I have a problem with the the mere existence of snowman and snowdog but um I I don't like how it's it's now become harder at least to find um like snowman products because you know, Thorntons used to do the chocolate snowmen um and now it's a snowman with a snowdog it does seem to have it's like they're they're desperately trying to make this the new one, like like kind of replacement or something. I don't know. I just think if you're going to market something, you know, don't 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 forget, you know, where where it originated from. Anyway, um, I I have watched a few films on Netflix this month, and I thought I, originally I thought I was just going to be sticking to to those. But the thing is, you know, I've watched. Um, Home Alone, Nativity, Scrooged. Um, yeah, I the kind of obvious ones also watched Christmas Vacation again on um, Google Play. And I watched the Alastair Sim Christmas Carol. Because those, those were both films that I have previously talked about in Podflix. Because, you know, it's a bit of a random... Um, yeah, since I started doing that that uh, that segment, or this segment <laughs> that you're hearing, <laughs> when I started Podflix, um, yeah, I the whole idea is that it's, it's a completely randomly selected film. So yeah, twice this year I've ended up with a Christmas film, and I don't really have much else to say. I was hoping that maybe I could add a few things because I, I feel like I. Uh, expressed my opinions on those films as uh, best I could. I think there there thing there are things about that that version of A Christmas Carol that are actually um, extremely creative, and you know, I suppose I haven't seen that many adaptations of A Christmas Carol. Hang on, I've seen that one. I've seen I've now seen Scrooge. <laughs> I've seen the animated. Is it it the Chuck Jones, Richard Williams film? Um, uh, I've seen The Muppet Christmas Carol, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, um, so so I suppose that's about it. (laughs) Because I did watch Muppet's Christmas Carol as well. Got that on Google Play. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm finding each time I watch it, it just surprises me you know how faithful it is to the to the original book obviously there are some big changes here and there but for the most part you know they 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 find a way of um getting a lot of the dialogue from the book uh and and you wouldn't think that i suppose because it it was a bit of a new experience because there were a few muppet films before and they weren't based on anything in particular they were kind of more original they just had the uh, the characters being their normal selves in this one they made it so that um, Kermit and Miss Piggy and Gonzo were all playing characters from Christmas Carols there were absolutely no name changes they were oh well, I suppose um, Fezziwig is Fozziwig because in puns <laughs> And there are a few additional things. Instead of just Jacob Marley, it's Jacob and Bob Marley. (laughs) Jacob and Bob Marley? Jacob and Robert Marley. Well, that's the same difference. But, yeah. um, And I I like this version because they they do get, again, they get creative with it. Um, It's also a nice way of introducing... Young people to the story. I'm pretty sure that it was. It was definitely among the first versions of the of that story of the, the the original. Yeah, original Dickens novel. Um, now, uh, there, was there anything else I was going <laughs> to? Uh, Bishop's wife. Yeah, because I, I mentioned it's a wonderful life previously. A film that me and my family watch um and I think I mean again we we're not we're not making this every single year, but we like to get this one out sometimes at Christmas. because um, it it's quite similar to It's a Wonderful Life, but it's very much overlooked. In fact, it was remade, you know, became the preacher's wife, and that's actually the more well known version. But this is the original and I really like it. It it's like I suppose rather like It's a Wonderful Life. It's a bit cheesy in places and it's very of its time. Because, um, you know, I, I think it was maybe a little bit later on from It's a Wonderful Life or roughly around that same time. But yeah, um, and it's got Cary Grant and David Niven and, the, you know, they're, they're just very entertaining to watch. They, they work off each other very well. and um, It has... A slightly similar story to It's a Wonderful Life*. Um, if you've seen *A Preacher's Wife*, then you, you probably know what the story is. But I definitely recommend you know, if, if you've not yet seen *Bishop's Wife*, um, maybe give it a try. You know, if you like Cary Grant films, then, then it's, uh, it's definitely worth uh, a look. Yeah, um, and I, I would uh, I would go on, but I'm, I'm really starting to feel drowsy now. Ever so sorry. (laughs) Too much Christmas spirit. (laughs) Yeah, um. Uh. So, as I said, I thought I was going to be watching more films on Netflix. Um. And that doesn't seem to have happened. But, yeah, um. Oh, yeah, After Christmas. That was another one that I watched on Netflix. (laughs) I mean, that is pretty good. I, I. I suppose. I've seen people online talk about it like it's. Um. Just um, amazing and completely underrated. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, it's it's fine. I you know. I <laughs> I kind of feel the same way about a lot of Christmas films. I, I'm I'm usually just not. You know. I um I kind of like them for what they are. And yeah, I I just think I, I normally just think yeah it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about most Christmas films. I, I think they just. To me, they just merge into one, really. But, um, yeah, uh, one thing I would say about Arthur Christmas is it's quite refreshing to see an Ardman production that doesn't have Nick Park's name all over it. In fact, I don't even know if he was involved in Arthur Christmas. It, um, I, I saw Peter Lord and David Sproxton, their names um, were in the credits. And, yeah, I, I didn't see Nick Park anywhere. And that was, in, that was interesting because, you know, um, when people think of Wallace and Gromit and Morph and all of these plasticine models that come to life they always think of Nick Park and yeah first of all Morph was not a Nick Park creation, that was Peter Lord and Davis Broxton so yeah and I, I like how they are getting involved in their own things now and um, because so, you know, there, there's, a lot, there's a, lot, a lot of people behind the scenes that don't really get a lot of recognition in Aardman. Yeah, so, um, so it's good to see that the, these people are branching out and getting involved in various other different things. Uh, finally, I, I'm just going to say I'm thinking about going to see Office Christmas Party. Um, because based on the trailer, it kind of looks like you know the kind of dumb humour that I generally find very entertaining. <laughs> um, also, it's got uh, Kate McKinnon; she's really good, and Jason Bateman, and other other really talented, funny people in it. So yeah, I I'd, I'd like to have a look. I and mean, it's probably not going <laughs> to. I'm I'm kind of setting myself up for disappointment, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, again, I just I just think it's a Christmas film. I'm feeling Christmassy. I might check that one out. If I do, I'll, I'll see if I can remember, you know, if I enjoy it, I'll I'll try and um give my verdict on this episode somewhere. Yeah, so uh so really that those are my thoughts on Christmas movies in general. Um yeah, uh I suppose Those are the very Christmassy ones. I could do a whole other segment on films that basically just come out at Christmas. Maybe I'll just run through some of them now. Great Escape. I've seen it. Very good. Yeah. um, uh, What were the other ones? Sound of Music. Um, Every James Bond film. (laughs) You you can just kind of... They just pick one out and just slap it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. What else? There are others, aren't there? Um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, that that gets shown in the holidays quite a lot. Uh, Yeah, um, Jaws. Doesn't Jaws get shown sometimes a lot of action films? I was going to say Die Hard, but that kind of is Christmassy. It is set at Christmas. I mean, you know, I'm talking about ones that aren't set at Christmas, uh, necessarily. Yeah, uh, actually... I don't actually know if I've seen The Great Escape at Christmas. They, they say that it's on every year, but I, I, I don't seem to. Is, let's have a look. What films are they showing? I'm just going to look through the Radio Times now. <laughs> Hang on. Lord of the Rings. That's become Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings has become very much a family that they are they have they have shown after Christmas, apparently, yeah, um Christmas Carol two stars, oh, the Jim Carrey one <laughs> yeah, um uh, bishop's wife that that was actually on on Saturday, so maybe some of you have already seen it, <laughs> yeah, that was last week, zathora hancock uh Oh Django Unchained. That's on that, that oh, I've missed that one as well. I'm just reading the ones that I've missed. Casablanca, there's a classic. Miracle on thirty fourth Street. Very that's there's that a Christmassy one. Let's be honest. Yeah, um Madagascar. I suppose a lot of the Dreamworks films have become a bit of a tradition. Yeah, they've shown Kung Fu Panda as well. Yeah, I, I think we've actually missed that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are they showing all of the Madagascar films? I seem to have a... Yeah. James and the Giant Peach. How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that does... All these, uh, yeah. Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa. I think I might... Might to try and... Stay up for that. Cool, that's on late. <laughs> Chariots of Fire, uh, Shaun of the Dead, the Harry Potter films, is that, is that, is that going be? Saving Mr. Banks, there's a good film. I think all of these will have uh, come and gone by the time this episode drops. What's, uh, what's on today? This is Saturday, the what? Because um, this is supposed to be a double issue, isn't it? Christmas Eve. Yes. What's on today? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm messing this up. It's a Wonderful Life, obviously, is on on Christmas Day, as is Frozen. An American in Paris, On the Town. I love that film. <laughs> B movie. Uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Wizard of Oz. That's yeah, that one. That one does come out a lot. The Artist. That is one of my favourite films. I do I really like The Artist? Lovely, sweet film. The Lion King. Brilliant. Um, Singing in the Rain. Home Alone. Oliver. Uh, also, the Sting, A Hard Day's Night, your spoilt for choice, Christmas Day. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what's happening. So why are you still listening to this? Go, go, go and watch A Hard Day's Night. Go have, have a good time. It's Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Christmas movies. <laughs> I have just got back from seeing Office Christmas Party. Would I watch it again? Yeah. In fact, I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah, it was just a, a, it was a nice thing to do, to pass the time today. <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, I, I think that, that's probably going to be another one to add to my list, maybe. <laughs> Parents, remember, kids always know best, so get them whatever they
1: want. Look, a $900 taffeta octopus
2: outfit. Thanks, Dad! It is time for an extra special 12-minute shout-out, so let's ring the internet bell. See, it's, it's an internet bell this time, because it's... A, that seemed... That was the most festive sound effect that I could find in this um, this little library I've got. Um, anyway, yeah, um, so, so what's the 12-minute shout-out uh, for, the, for the Christmas season? BBC Food recipes. Yeah, I, I thought I'd do this because yeah, um, one of the things that I tend to to, um, to make around the holidays are gingerbread men, and I found a lovely recipe for gingerbread men on BBC Food. If you just type in um, BBC Food gingerbread men, um, it's the first result. It's as easy as that. Just Google those words. Um, preparation time. 30 minutes to one hour cooking time 10 minutes to 30 minutes and This makes about 20 20 gingerbread men This easy recipe for gingerbread men is great for baking with children and makes a lovely homemade Christmas present Ingredients Uh, 350 grams or 12 ounces of plain flour plus extra for rolling out one teaspoon. I've got to try and make sure I get. I always get teaspoons mixed up with tablespoons. One teaspoon of bicarbonate of soda, or baking soda if you're in America. Two teaspoons of ground ginger. One teaspoon of ground cinnamon. Uh, 125 grams or four and a half ounces of butter. 175 grams or six ounces of light soft. Brown sugar, one free-range egg, four tablespoons of golden syrup, and to decorate, uh, writing icing and cake decorations. Don't worry if, if you're not if you're frantically trying to keep up with me um, writing this all down. Again, it's all on the internet. <laughs> I'm just uh, just killing time by reading out the recipe <laughs> method. Uh, sift together. This is step number one. Uh, Sift together the flour, bicarbonate of soda, ginger and cinnamon and pour into the bowl of a food processor. I don't own a food processor so I have found that you can just do it by hand, it's just as easy. I mean, well, not just as easy but it's just as effective. (laughs) Add the butter and blend until the mix looks like breadcrumbs and stir in sugar. Lightly beat the egg and golden syrup together. Add to the food processor and pulse until the mixture clumps together. Tip the dough out. Knead briefly until smooth. Wrap in cling film. Or saran wrap if you're an American. i always <laughs> doing these little sides. I'm just being silly. Leave to chill in the fridge for 15 minutes. Number three. Preheat. This is step number three. I should be reading those It doesn't matter. Preheat the oven to um, 180 degrees Celsius or 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Gas mark four. Line two baking trays with greaseproof paper. Step number four: roll the dough. Roll the dough out to a um, 0.5 centimeter or half an inch. No, no, one. Qu- that's one quarter. One quarter inch thickness. Make it nice and flat, basically, <laughs> on a lightly floured surface. Using cutters, cut out the gingerbread men shapes and place on the baking tray, leaving a gap between them. Step 5. Bake for 12 to 15 minutes, or until lightly golden brown. Leave on the tray for 10 minutes, and then move to a wire rack to finish cooling. When cooled, decorate with the writing icing and cake decorations. Simple as that. It's a, it's a lovely, simple, festive recipe. And I have another one here. This is one that I've just tried. I tried this for the first time the other week and it turned out really nice. Mold wine. You've got to have a bit of mold wine in the, in the uh, holidays. Um, preparation time, less than 30 minutes. It is, it is just, it's really quick to make. Uh, so cooking time, less than 10 minutes. This serves about six people. And I think, uh, what's that, Uh, suitable for vegetarians. I believe that says. Um, An easy mulled wine recipe for the festive season, brimming with Christmassy spice and a kick of slow gin. (laughs) Is that, (laughs) that, that, spell (laughs) S-L-O-E, is that just slow? I'm just going to say slow gin. I, I never get, I never actually say words proper. Ingredients: one bottle of red wine, sixty grams and two or, or two ounces of demerara, Demer, demerara. How, how do you say that one? Dem. Demerara, demerara sugar. <laughs> well, you know. I I did pick pick that one up, I I picked up that specific type of sugar and I don't know how you pronounce it (laughs) one cinnamon stick, grated nutmeg doesn't really say how much here but just a little bit a little sprinkling of nutmeg one orange, halved one dried bay leaf 60 milliliters or uh, two fluid ounces of slow or damson gin but that's optional. I, I didn't actually use any gym when I made it. Method Put the wine in a saucepan with the orange sh- the orange uh, sugar bay leaf and the spices. Step, step 2 Heat gently until the sugar has dissolved. Taste to see if you want the wine sweeter and add more sugar to taste. Off the heat, stir in the slow or damson gin if you're using it. Step four, strain into heatproof glasses and serve at once. It really is that simple. And yeah, cause I wasn't really sure. I, I I'm used to when, when I try out recipes that I find online, and um, basically used to, uh, following all these steps and going through different processes so it's nice to have a recipe where it is just literally mix it all together in a pot and just heat it up a bit and when I made it I'll I'll just uh, give specifics on what what I did like I said I didn't bother with the gin I I thought I'll I'll, I'll go for a a lower alcohol Uh, it was the first time I was making it it seemed like a good idea just to go easy on the alcohol um, yeah, I, uh, I found that because you only need to warm it, you don't have to boil it. It's not like when you, when you're cooking pasta or anything, don't turn the heat right up because I've just got an electric stove, to be honest. I don't have a gas stove. Um, and yeah, they're not great. Um, but it, when you're making mold wine, all you need to do is just warm the wine a bit, you know, Uh 'cause 'cause cause if, if if you're patient enough, then, It'll be nice and warm. It will steam because I literally just switch it to the lowest setting, um, on the hob and, uh, yeah, the, the pot heats up nicely. It gives off a bit of steam from the wine. Um, and that's pretty much the heat that you want. You just want it to, to simmer and reach that, that steamy point. So yeah, um, I followed that recipe more or less To the letter, just didn't bother with the gin. I'm going to make it again. I don't know if I'm going to use gin for the second time I make it. Um, I mean, I've never actually had gin before. I don't know what, because I've I've definitely had my share of mulled wine. What I like most about this particular recipe is it's clove-free, and I'm not saying clove isn't a nice addition to mulled wine. I think again, uh, when I've had it in the past um i think i suppose sure it, it probably you know does contain clothes i just um i find that it, when i'm handling clothes have, they have such a strong scent and they're also kind of i don't know to me they are kind of gritty and just i i prefer not to have to handle them at all so i was glad that i i managed to find a simple recipe that doesn't Involve clothes. Um, I, I can't really think of much else to say. I, you know, that is my experience. Uh, making. Uh, am I going to make gingerbread men this year? Because I, I, it's kind of a tradition. I, I usually make them when I, when I go to my friend's Christmas party. I usually bring on Basically gingerbread men doing karate poses. Um Yeah, and uh I remember the first time I tried the gingerbread men recipe, I actually I I remember that they didn't come out particularly well. And I think I may have well I I I, I must have gone wrong somewhere. I, I either didn't put enough brown sugar in, or maybe I, I forgot to put the brown sugar in it at all. Because they they didn't come out looking dark enough. the the, the mixture was it was very crumbly, um, but it was it was more like crumble. <laughs> I, think I made crumble bread men. <laughs> yeah, and they they weren't brilliant. They they were, they were rather bland. <laughs> but I can't remember because I, I I feel like I would have known if I'd. It's it's hard to remember now. It was a couple of years ago. Actually, I think I think that was probably three years ago. Wow. So yeah, the um, thing is, I've uh, I've got quite into making muffins and cupcakes, and I'm thinking that there there's some unsalted butter in the fridge that needs using up, and I might use that to make some cakes. Because cakes are good for Christmas parties. Um, if you want to, because you know, last year I found something which I thought was amazing <laughs> at my uh, at my local co-op. They had cheddar trees so it's basically like a slab of cheddar but it was cut uh, cut into pieces shaped like Christmas trees and I got some of those for uh, for this party I was going to because I, I thought we could have like the traditional um, pineapple slices and, and bits of cheese on cocktail sticks but just to make it a little bit more festive I went for the uh, the cheddar trees so, yeah, little Christmas party tips. Thing is, I haven't seen them in the shops this year. So, yeah, I don't, don't know. Um, might have to look elsewhere. I'll, I'll see what I can do. But there you are. So, there's some great recipes there on the BBC Food website. Uh, go check it out. See, see what you can find. Lots of great ideas for the holidays. <laughs> Go
0: king wenchless last look down on the Feast of Stephen When the snow was all about on the Feast of Stephen On the Feast of Stephen, on the Feast of Stephen When the snow was all about on the Feast of Fuel Here
2: we go. One thing that I thought would be nice to do is talk about the recordings that I listen to um during the holidays so not so much the songs uh these are like podcasts and audio books and things like that that I um I've come across over the years and they've, they've kind of become a tradition um so yeah uh, I'm gonna start with I've got four examples here I thought if I pull a bunch of clips then I, I can just talk about each one and, and play with a little clip um yeah so uh Yeah, uh, I'm going to start, I've I've really not been that (laughs) organised, just give me a moment to uh, launch iTunes, yeah, um, I'll just tell you a bit about the first one, it's it's by Dave Bulmer who I've, I believe I've mentioned a few times on this podcast, yeah, um, he uh, did like a a kind of spoofy um, children's audiobook story, it's called uh, The Year Everyone Forgot About Father Christmas um and I, I i i love this you can find it on his youtube channel demon tomato dave um there's a a, a video um basically uh, acting as a placeholder for for each um each track of this uh, this record um yeah so um it's very strange <laughs> but in a good way i i i, find, I find it very clever uh, and it's very original. Um, there, There is one, one point in particular that always makes me laugh when Santa is talking about modernising and um, working out ways in which he can use things like social networks and uh, websites to um, uh, help out the situation that he's in, which is people aren't writing to him. So he's he's trying better, more... Uh, you know, up-to-date communication methods. What do you know about... The information superhighway. Uh,
1: not a lot. Well, so, you know. at its simplest, it's a means of sharing information between electronic devices, computers, and the like. Information not only in the journalistic, but also in the digital sense, allowing for messages, images, sounds, videos, and so on, to be transferred losslessly between machines in potentially any area of the world with only a very slight delay. Uh,
0: so okay, I see. So so what you're saying is that the the internet is basically a series of chimneys.
1: No, not really. It's, it's a network of electronics... these
0: chimneys can be filled with children's letters. The kids can write to us on their personal hand screens in a few moments instead of having to write us a letter and post it off, yes? Um, well, yes. Brilliant! Let's do it! Make me a home portal and let's do
2: cyber business! That's just a small part of the story, though. Um, I, I, I can't give too much away because I, I really recommend actually listening to this and seeing where it goes um it, it it kind of becomes slightly more sinister with with each track that you listen to um uh, there is a, i think when uh, when you when you go to the youtube there is a url to the the place where you can download these uh, and i think I'm, I'm just going to see if i can quickly um yeah uh quickly look, look, look these up online. I've I've really not put a lot of thought into this segment, so sorry if I if I'm uh yeah. Uh Dave Vollmer, Father of the Christmas, i am just typing mm-hmm. Um and it is, it is it's interesting and very funny where where it goes because uh, yeah um uh, there there is a villain in this um this story. And Dave plays it real way. Actually, because he does all of the voices. That's another thing I've really got to make clear is that uh, all of the voices are done by Dave. Um and let's see, uh original MP3s, Yes, yeah, so there are links to the site. Uh what's this site? Tin I'm not entirely familiar with Tin but yeah, here you can um download all of the MP3s. There are how many tracks? Uh 14, 14 tracks, um, telling this Christmas story, and it's lots of fun, um, it's very clean, I think, yeah, um, this is the thing, I, I find so much stuff online, I, I'm not always entirely sure if it, if it's, uh, safe for work, but I'm pretty sure this one is, most of the stuff Dave does is kind of family-friendly, I suppose. Okay, moving on, um, another one, I've, uh, now, yeah, um, some of you might already be aware the Beatles used to do special fan club Christmas records um, so that their fans would receive a, a disc that had the Beatles wishing them a Merry Christmas and um, they'd they just do the whole thing in their studio and they just riff and do lots of humorous stuff. Um, and someone has actually put all of this online. Because when I first heard about these, it sounded like something that I would never get to hear. I um, I heard that this was something that only the, the members of the Beatles fan club um, were able to get hold of, and they were they were on vinyl record only for a long time. Um, I don't think they're available commercially on any digital format because they, they were just really exclusive. And but yeah, someone I think has um, actually converted than um, to a digital format uh, all of the old records that they brought out over each year um, and they put them all together into this, again, a YouTube video with just the audio <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can find this um, yeah, so it you have to look up um, the Beatles' complete Christmas records 1963 to 1969 yeah, um, the first couple are very straightforward, you know, just the four lads um, introducing themselves, uh, wishing a Merry Christmas to their fans, and um, talking about what's happened over the years, thanking the people who have helped them out and um, made all of this possible for them. So, and and obviously, yeah, it's kind of a nice piece of history because it, it's, it's like you know, the, those those first those first messages are like them just becoming the Beatles basically, and I find this really, it's kind of heartwarming to listen to, the recording that they did for either 1966 or 1967 You um it's that's where it gets really surreal and you start to realise uh, and this is mostly because I think Lennon and McCartney were both big fans of the Goons um and they they really turn it into a, a comedy routine, and at one point in their it, it, be, it becomes quite apparent that they may have accidentally invented Monty Python.
0: On to the next round. <laughs> In the recent heavy fighting near Blackpool, Mrs G Evans of Solihull was gradually injured. She wants, for all the people in hospital, plenty of jam jars by the ravelers.
1: And here it is.
0: Never. I am. Get away. I am. Well, what prize have you got your eyes on? I have. Ooh. Ooh. Well, you've just won a trip to Denver and five others. Oh, thank you. And also, wait for it, you have been elected as independent candidate for Paddington. Oh, come yourself.
1: And... <laughs>
0: Get
2: Get your- so yeah, uh, that's that. That's that's the most interesting part. I was like getting to that bit, and then just things just go completely crazy, and it's um it's brilliant, and uh, this is why I listen to this every Christmas. So that was from the uh, complete the Beatles complete Christmas records, nineteen sixty three to nineteen sixty nine. Next on the list is uh, Mitch Ben. Mitch Ben reads a Christmas Carol, and I think I because uh, I I did a little um, semi review of uh, the um, Alistair Sim Christmas Carol for Podflix w- uh, way earlier this year, nowhere near Christmas because you know Podflix is random. Just get a random film and watch it, um, and I talked about how I, I like that version of Christmas Carol. I've seen various different film adaptations of *A Christmas Carol*. Obviously, there are hundreds, and um, yeah, I uh, I always feel though, if I was to choose my absolute favourite version of *Christmas* of A *Christmas Carol*, it wouldn't be any of the films. I would actually go for this one, and this is an audio book. It's read by Mitch Ben, and you can just find it on Mitch Ben's Bandcamp. If you Google Mitch Ben *A Christmas Carol*. That's all you need to do you'll find it there you can listen to it and it's really good because he reads the book and he puts on voices for each of the characters and because you know i've I've been a fan of his working comedy for so long um but this is a great example of how he's actually he's is a pretty decent actor he <laughs> has to be said you know he he does a really good job um making these characters believable when he gets to the emotional scenes those are just Know it's oh, it's amazing, amazing just how emotional and how dramatic he gets. And like when Tiny Tim, like, spoiler alert, when Tiny Tim dies, (laughs) um, you got to hear Mitch when when he reads Bob Cratchit's lines and he just makes it sound like he's genuinely devastated, and it's, it's so moving. Um, and I also like the little effects that he does when he does. The um the part with um Jacob Marley visiting Scrooge. Uh he plays about with the effects so that it actually does sound like he makes himself sound more like a ghost. I have but just what it is and be for the rest of my days
0: persecuted by a legion of goblins all of my own creation. Humbug, I tell you, humbug! At this, the spirit raised a frightful cry and shook its chain with such a dismal and appalling noise that Scrooge held on tight to his chair to save himself from falling in a swoon. But how much greater was his horror when the phantom, taking off the bandage round its head, as if it were too warm to wear indoors, its lower jaw dropped down upon its breast. Scrooge fell upon his knees and clasped his hands before his face. "'Mercy!' he said. "'Dreadful apparition! Why do you trouble me?' "'Man of the worldly mind,' replied the ghost. "'Do you believe in me or not?' "'I do,' said Scrooge. "'I must. "'But why do spirits walk the earth, and why do they come to me?' It is required of every man, the ghost returned, that the spirit within him should walk abroad among his fellow men and travel far and wide. And if that spirit goes not forth in life, it is condemned to do so after death. It is doomed to wander through the world, Oh, woe is me, and witness what it cannot share but might have shared on earth, and turn to happiness. Again, the spectre raised the cry and shook its chain and wrung its shadowy hands. You are fettered, said Scrooge, trembling.
2: So, I suppose, um, as I say, it's, it's kind of my favorite version of Christmas Carol. And it, I mean, it is um, quite simply an audiobook, it, it is the book. Um, but yeah, I, I think surely that counts as an adaptation. And like I said, it's worth listening to because Mitch Ben just does it so well. He, 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 he does a great voice for Scrooge. He, make, he he comes up with a... He plays the character really well. Um, so, yeah, I'd definitely recommend that. Just Google Mitch Ben A Christmas Carol. I, I definitely... I, I never miss out on that one each year, each Christmas. Um, and it, it's all five staves. It's the entire book. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I'd like to to talk about Eben Schletter. And if that name sounds familiar, I talked about him... Um, Back in October, uh, I think, when, yeah, because um, I, I even put in some promos for his Witching Hour album. Um, and I, I'm a big fan of Eben's work, and I, I was delighted in 2013 when he started a podcast um, called Fantastical Musicorium. Uh, and he did, a, he did several uh, episodes of that, and then he stopped. Uh, the Christmas episode was the last one in that. Um, I mean, he. he by that I mean he just he, I I haven't seen any new episodes arrive. Um, apparently he was he was going to try and get back to work on it. But anyway, no harm, no foul. Yeah, um, there is a Christmas episode and that's what I'm here to talk about. It's called uh, George Bailey. It is, which is actually a double reference. That's It's a Wonderful Life and Yoda from Star Wars. George Bailey. It is. Yeah. Um, it makes more sense when you actually listen to the episode. Um, and but yeah, I. I found this one quite fascinating. He plays tracks because I, I wasn't aware of this album until I listened to this episode of the podcast. Um, he, in, this, in this episode, he plays um, some extracts from his album "Cosmic Christmas," which is very interesting. It's got some theremin covers of like "We Three Kings" um, and what was the other one? Uh, oh, yeah, it came upon midnight clear. Uh, is that the? Yeah, did I get that right? A famous song i should i should, <laughs> was that the right uh, sequence of words doesn't matter um so yeah um some great great tracks on that album i i now own a copy of that album see so yeah, i'm i'm glad that he uh he, yeah, he, he included those in, in this one because i found out about it so yeah for <laughs> this yeah uh, another thing that, that's really interesting is um he talks about how one year for Christmas, he gave his friends a special CD that he'd recorded with his wife. And, um, there are like songs and sketches. And that just seems like a, a really, uh, wonderful thing. I, I love, I love the idea of making special, like it's like with the Beatles, uh, fan club records that I just talked about. Um, yeah, but these are like exclusive albums that he was handing out to his friends. And yeah, that, 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 that's awesome. And, uh, He plays some extracts from that one as well.
0: I see your game, mister. You figure you can plop me down in front of a computer to get me out of your hair. Is that it? Said little miss not wanted to do the information superhighway to get lost for a few hours? Well, screw that! Um, okay. So what do you have to eat around here?
1: Oh, let me get that. Happy holidays. Well, hello, Santa. Come on in. Thank you ever so much for the favor. Hello, Chris. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you, Santa. Oh. My. God. Can I have your autograph?
1: Why, sure, Samantha. He
0: knows my name.
1: Here you are. These ought to do the trick. Oh, those will work great. Thank you so much. I'll have them back the day after Christmas. Take your time. I won't need them until next century (laughs) oh i almost forgot this is for you presents sorry you two you'll have to wait until christmas oh boy
0: and what a lovely card happy cha Chanukah. Wow, a clarinet. Thanks, Santa. What's Chanukah? Actually, it's Hanukkah.
1: Or sometimes it's pronounced Chanukah. That's right.
0: Well, what is it?
1: Oh, ho, ho, ho,
2: ho, ho. shall we? Sure.
0: I <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> huh. guess I'm a little rusty. And once again, uh, he, he does a great job with voices. Uh, yeah, he, I, I'm pretty sure that's him as Santa as well as himself. Uh, it, so, yeah... Um, it's worth hearing. Like, if if you want something, if you, you know, if you're like me and you like to go for something a little bit different, like the Cosmic Christmas record, that that is one that, yeah, um, I, m- I might bring up in the in the upcoming segment as, as well. Yeah, there might be a few things that I'll be talking about more than once. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's uh, Evan Schletter's Fantastical Musicorium podcast, and it was episode six. George Bailey it is yeah um so yeah uh, maybe check those out I mean, these are the things that i've got into the habit of as i say listening to every, every christmas and um i, I certainly enjoy them they they are uh, they're, they're all special in their own way
0: see the blazing yule before us la-la-la, la-la-la, strike the heart and join the chorus i will not sing this song
2: I actually remember this in 2006 the Killers released a special Christmas song as a digital download called A Great Big Sled um, and it was in aid of the Red charity Um, and this turned out to be an annual thing I remember downloading Great Big Sled the year after that they brought another one called Don't Shoot Me Santa I remember downloading that one as well I was thinking, oh, this is great, they're they're doing like an uh, annual Christmas song. Uh, Third year, it was Joseph, Better You Than Me, with Elton John and Neil Tennant. Yeah, I um, I remember getting that one. And then uh, the year after that, I think I stopped, because I thought, at the rate they're going, they're most likely going to be um, releasing a Christmas album that seems to be where this is going maybe when they get to a certain number of songs uh, they'll put them all together as as a record um so i just kept hold of those <laughs> three downloads <laughs> um yeah and uh, sure enough this year they did in fact release an album of all the songs in order uh, from t- 2006 onwards all of the christmas songs that they've been doing Yeah, uh, it's called Don't Waste Your Wishes, and here's the track listing, there are 11 songs on here, Uh, A Great Big Sled, Don't Shoot Me Santa, Joseph Better You Than Me, Happy Birthday Guadalupe, Boots, The Cowboy's Christmas Ball, I Feel It In My Bones, Christmas in LA, Joel the Lump of Coal, Dirt Sledding. And I'll be home for Christmas. That's track eleven, and that's this year's. It's, it's basically um, the, uh, the it's an eleventh song that they've added, I think, exclusively to this album. So it's all the songs, that, all the Christmas songs that they've they've done for Red uh, from two thousand six onwards, and it's a pretty solid record. I mean, considering they've really been piecing it together, like each song has been coming out. Uh, just, just as a single each year and yeah um i think it's definitely worth listening if you like the killers um it yeah i'd say it it's a really good alternative christmas album and it did get me thinking of the kind of slightly different christmas albums that i listen to because there are certain albums you know like beach boys elvis um that there there are some classic examples of uh christmas albums that people get out and listen to every year um here are some of mine. These are the ones that, because, you know, I just, I'm a bit hipstery. I tend to go for sort of unexpected <laughs> options. Um, one that I've just started listening to, because, yeah, I'm, th- this year I've just started listening to Jeff Toll. So I've checked out the Jeff Toll Christmas album. Um, and I really like this. And I'm, I think, considering uh, this, I'm guessing it came out in like the 70s. Um, I don't actually know the exact date. <laughs> don't really know a lot about this band, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I like their music. It's uh, an hour long, so yeah, I'm guessing this was probably a double album when it originally came out. That's that's what I I would imagine. Imagine it would be, and it, and again very different. Like there are some familiar Christmas songs, but it, it opens with a song called "Birthday Card at Christmas." There's also Jack Frost and the Hooded Crow. Uh Last Man at the Party. Uh We Five Kings rather than We Three Kings. First Snow in Brooklyn. That's a beautiful song. I really like that one. Yeah, um. What else have they got? Um Green Sleeved. Uh <laughs> Holly Herald. A lot of these are kind of um slightly altered traditional Christmas songs. They also are there any. Let's see, they uh they did "God Rescue Merry Gentlemen." Um, are there any others that I'd actually recognise? But um, I think it's, it's, it's kind of mostly traditional, um, but they do put their own spin on it, and that's that's what, what I like about this one. Um, another album that I tend to to listen to at Christmas time uh, is Evan Schletter's Cosmic Christmas. Um, if that name sounds familiar, I played a promo in the October episodes on this podcast um, of Evan Schletter's we- Witching Hour, the Halloween record that he, he did. So this is his Christmas record. And this is great if um, if, he, if he wants some interesting kind of um, futuristic sounding Christmas classics. As well as some great original songs. Um are th- th- there, there are there are there are theremin versions of Christmas time is here we three kings e... there are there are is are there are is are there are there 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 a Theremin cover. Um, but I think my favourite tracks on this record are the original ones. Um, there's a song called "Super Small," and that's actually for me. It's become a song that I include in my Christmas playlist, and when I'm listening to like a shuffled mix of random Christmas-related songs, uh, that one's usually on there. Uh, and there's also a great song called "What Will Become of Christmas." And, and it's an interesting record because, you know, it's space-themed, um, and there are computers talking about Christmas and, you know, all of their findings and how human beings celebrate it. You know, it's that kind of record. I really like it because, you know, Eben has done a lot of great music for TV and also for podcasts and various other things. And so it, it it's that kind of thing, it... it it's it's just a gentle, you know, um, it, it, it's uh, suitable for people of any age. Just um, the entire family can enjoy this. Lastly, but not leastly, <laughs> I'd like to talk about Christmas, whether you like it or not, by Mitch Ben. And yeah, I've been listening to this one for several years. Uh, I got it on Mitch Ben's Bandcamp, and he always, like, every year, he he will. Put it back up on his Bandcamp site, and it's really a lot of fun. These are all original songs, and they're they're all very funny. Uh, he's got he's got um, these are the titles of some of his songs: Christmas, whether you like it or not, the British can't handle the snow. Thank God it isn't Christmas every day. Uh, can't get home for Christmas. Massive Christmas. Christmas single, which is like a a parody on every kind of um, commercialised Christmas song. And uh, finally, th- there's actually a really sweet song called We've Earned This Christmas. And that one isn't um, written as a-, a comedic piece. It's a gentle song inspired by Mitch's wife and family. Um, so th- th- that's quite an-, an interesting closer because he just takes a break from the comedy and that bit um, and so as I say these are all original songs all songs that Mitch has written entirely by himself and um, it's a really lovely heartwarming and very fun uh, comedy record uh, which I listen to every year
0: well I tell you what maybe we'll have ourselves a little Christmas right here come on everyone gather around String up the lights and light up the tree. We're gonna make some revelry. Spirits are high, so I can tell it's
2: Christmas time in hell. Seems somewhat appropriate to say uh, it is very nearly time for me to send you on your very, very, very merry way as it's Christmas. Yeah, um, uh, so last night I was at the comic book club and we had a secret Santa, and I ended up with this copy of John Constantine's Hellblazer. Uh, Hellblazer Pandemonium. Um, fiercely political, cynical, and blackly humorous. Yeah, uh, looking forward to reading that. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. You know, this year and last year, I actually did get a proper graphic novel, because we we tend to just get you know small gifts at about ten pounds or less. That's that's kind of the guideline for it. So I tend to buy joke presents, and I end up getting these lovely comic books, uh, actual stuff to read. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, This comic book club uh, takes place here in Southampton on the third Thursday of every month, so there's going to be one in the new year coming up. Um, uh, And also, I think we are officially going to be permanently at the Alexander Beer Emporium, or the Alex, as it's more simply well known um yeah it uh, starts seven p m to ten p m yeah um why not come along if you're in the area uh if yeah um one one of the things that apparently according to their facebook page that's another thing I need to mention their facebook page <laughs> yeah is um they they're they're trying to uh, come up with the topic for the for the january club um we um uh, We're not sure. Last year it was the Star Wars theme because we thought at that point everyone had seen The Force Awakens. Um, But yeah, I I, I don't know. I think we're probably going to go for something different um, this this coming January. I don't know. But we'll wait and see. Um, So yeah, suggestions are definitely welcome. Yeah, um, my website is, as ever www.belugatoons.com b e l u g a t w o n s yeah uh, this is the last episode of this year can you believe that <laughs> so i'm not i said before not entirely sure when the next episode is going to come out but it will come out sometime in 2017 so yeah uh, don't forget to check that out um thanks so much for listening guys uh I think all that remains for me to say now is Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night.